And it being Friday morning, it's time to go travelling with Mr. Frequent Flyer Points, Quinton Long. In fact, I think he's got more frequent sailing points than flying points. I'm not sure. Uh, uh, Quinton Long, the founder uh, and editor of AustralianTraveller.com. Uh, mate, good morning to you. Happy Friday. Morning, Luke. Happy Friday. It's going to be a great weekend, I hope, for everybody. I hope so, too. Listen, there's a couple of things we need to talk about. And one of them is, if you've ever been sitting in a departure lounge looking at the departure board, and all of yeah. a sudden you see your flight has been postponed or worse, cancelled, and yes. you think, gee whiz, this happens a lot with this airline. There may be another reason for it. Yes. Airlines are now going to face large penalties if they decide to cancel flights at Sydney Airport without a valid reason. They could lose their takeoff and landing slots because the government's aiming to help smaller airlines better compete out of Australia's largest airport. Now, I'll get you to explain this, but just quickly, Sydney Airport has a curfew and yep. you are only allowed 80 takeoffs and landings an hour. And boy, that seems like a lot, but they, you know, when you're in the aeroplane, you can't see the queue behind you. That's right. And there are 80 takeoff slots an hour. Now, yes. the accusation is that some of the bigger airlines, including Qantas and possibly Jetstar, are overbooking these slots. They book in their takeoff slots without ever intending to use them. And what happens is if you book those slots, it's called slot hoarding. Other airlines can't fit in there. And then yes. what, and the, and the accusation is that then, then when it's too late for the other airlines to book into that hourly slot, Qantas or Jetstar or whoever, they then cancel or postpone and it's too late for the other airlines to slot in. And now mm. the government's saying, okay, we're sick of this. It's called slot hoarding. And unless you have a very, very good reason for postponing or cancelling, you're going to get a fine. Have I wrapped it up reasonably well? Mate, you've done a very good job. Let me talk you through the practicalities. Of yeah, tell us, tell us more. I'll give you an example of how people think it is happening. And again, I've got a preface everything I say by saying... Allegedly. This is the accusation. Allegedly. These are accusations and allegedly. That, that'll get you through. Okay. And so if you look at Canberra, Qantas has got all these flights from Canberra to Sydney and that they are notoriously cancelled. And the reason is, the, the accusation is that they just say, say they've got, you know, three flights uh, in an hour and they go, all right, well, we're only going to operate one of them two of them, but if we keep those three slots, then no one else can have them. Mm -hmm. And so they, they cancel one and they move everyone to the other flight. Mm -hmm. It's only 20 minute difference, but it means that they continue to have that access to that airport. And, the, and another and because, airline can't get in there. Yeah. And so if you, but if you think about it, they've got to maintain to make sure that they can maintain that slot that they've been given, they have to maintain 80% usage. And so all you have to do is cancel one out of every four mm -hmm. and you're still going to maintain your 80% usage. And you can balance it out. If you know that, you know, you're running at 74% usage of that slot, then you just up that one and cancel the other ones. And so that's the sort of general gist of the accusation. That's right. And they call they, it they the 80-20 deal. Yes, yes. Yes. But, but for a large airline that has lots of planes, they can afford to do it. You, you just nailed it. They can cancel one in four. And they, but, the, but as long as they've got enough 
flight, enough flights departing from that airport to that destination that they can rotate the cancellation across the network. Mm -hmm. In other words, if you've got four flights from that destination to the other one, then if you cancel one, then you you can you know, and then you can move everyone to the other one of the other three, then you can maintain that eighty percent performance. And the thing, like to be fair, Qantas comes out and says, well, we use ninety percent of our um, slots and. But it's actually sector by sector, slot by slot, and that's where it can become problematic. So they might use 98% here and far less than another one. So that's the accusation. It's levelled at Qantas and Virgin, um, and it says that it really does freeze out the competition being able to access those airports. Yeah, well explained. Well explained. Let's see if it makes a difference. Will the fines be substantial, though? Yeah. The other thing is that the part, they're not doing anything about it. They're just doing an audit at this stage. So let's be clear. Okay. As I said, we're going to audit it. We're going to find out what's actually happening, mm. look at the reasons for the cancellations, see if there's any evidence here, and then move on it. And I think that's reasonable. It is a reasonable response. It's not to assume guilty that, that the, these guys are guilty of it. It's just to say, okay, let's live, look at the data. And if there is some anomalies here, let's work to make sure. Because there's nothing worse than being heavy-handed on an industry when you haven't got the appropriate information, and you've got to have you know you've got to have independent sources for that information, which is what this audit's going to do. All right. Now, I've already spoken this morning about Qantas's 873 million profit fall. It's a long way down from last year's annual profit of 1.7 billion. But they say, well, we've cheapened the seats. You see, Qantas will say, oh, we're in a no-win because if we show a huge profit, the public will scream, ah, of course you're making a profit. Look at the look at the price you're charging for your flights. So they're saying, well, we've got cheaper flights now, therefore the profit's down. But um, Qantas does have an ageing fleet, which I've also mentioned. And the, the new chief executive, Vanessa Hudson, who replaced Alan Joyce in September, she's got some work to do because they need to slowly renew their fleet because it's getting old. Yeah, so look, there's lots going on there. So the the underlying profit, just so you know, was $1.2 billion, which was 13% down. It's still a healthy underlying profit. Uh, that's for the half year, right? Um, and then that's the $870 million that you said, which is the statutory profit. You know, yeah. accountants can argue about that. Their fleet, they they've they signed a major deal two years ago, I think it was, with Airbus to renew their fleet. And they've literally just now taken delivery of or just released the first of their new A220s, which has come out of the paint workshop in Canada. And they will be flying for Qantas Link. And so that's the first of them. They've also just announced that there's going to be delays on the A3, I get this one right, A3. 50s, which is the Project Sunrise aircraft. So that'll be delayed for about six months. It was meant to start in 2025. It's now going to start in 2026. And they've also added a few more A322, sorry, a, A321s, which uh, they'll be flying on the domestic route. So there's a lot happening there. They've got a big time with Airbus and they are renewing that, that fleet as we All righty. So there you are. Um, I know that Qantas have also just announced uh, a big double points uh, uh, yes. deal. This, this, this gets all the points nerds, Luke, absolutely in a tizzy mm. because they wait for it every year. And mm. it's not the double points that they wait for. It's the double status credits because the status credits is what gets you up the tiers and gives you all the bonuses and gives you all the 
access to, you know, all the nice things and easy of upgrades and all that sort of stuff. And they start to treat you like royalty. So if you, this is when they release them and all the people who are really chasing points will book up Qantas flights. It's remarkable. They will book up Qantas flights and they and they actually go after those double status credits. Yeah, there was a story uh, online during the week, and I bet you saw it. It was a fellow who's absolutely spewing because uh, he'd saved and saved and saved his, all his points and he and his wife were going to go on the trip of a lifetime and fly business class for the first time in their lives. And they booked their accommodation. They booked a connecting flight. It was already good. And then Qantas cancelled their flight or told them, no, you can't catch that flight with your points. You have to catch this flight. And it ruined his whole holiday. That is annoying. Yeah. But I, I don't know the particulars of it, but that is absolutely the problem with points and being a points chaser is that you've got to realise that they are a private currency. You are literally working with a, a private currency that can be valued at whatever Qantas wants it to be valued at. And I'll give you a small case study. I just flew Michelle, my wife, with me to New York and I used 300,000 points to fly that. And, you know, I flew her to Europe and back uh, about five, six years ago, and it cost me 180,000 points. So the points can vary dramatically. Now, obviously, there's going to be a difference there because the prices have gone up. But you've got to remember that Qantas gets to set the value of those points, and they can do anything they like with them. So yeah. it is currency, it is currency. It is. And do you know, oh, by the way, we talked about hackers out there now are figuring out how to go in and steal your points. No. Yes. Of course they are. Of course. Of course they are. If they'll steal your points, then they can use them because they are a currency. It's <sighs> it's absolutely ridiculous. So be really careful about your passwords and all that yes, sort of stuff. Yes, yeah, well, good, good advice. Uh, oh, yeah. Quentin, time is up. Thank you so much. Um, and if people want to have a look at uh, Australian Traveller, you can go online or you can go to a newsagent and order it. That's it. And it's, it's great reading. And International Traveller as well. Thanks, buddy. Lovely to speak with you. Have a great weekend. Quentin Long, our travel man here on the Night Shift on Triple M.